This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're going to check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and we are having just a a wild first week of 2024. And so I wanted to finish it off with somebody who I know is is just as ready to break it all down as I am. So please welcome back to the podcast, my good friend, my my colleague, Samantha Bush. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. You know, the sun is beating down on me. I'm so happy to be here. At least you're not stuck in like a full-blown windstorm on the beach in Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bermuda. It's a Bermudaful day. It's as Lisa Berm- Barlow said. It's a Bermudaful day. Yeah. <laughs> that God. So we have we have a lot to talk about today. I asked you to come on the show yesterday and then this morning I was like, "Wait, okay, so obviously there's Salt Lake stuff." that I still want to talk about. And then there's mm-hmm. Miami, which has been, they've been on every week during the holidays. No other show on Bravo can say that. <laughs> there, yeah. It's like a freight train that I, uh, you know, I'm laughing, I'm crying, I'm screaming. Beverly Hills came back last night. Also, we got the last episode of Ultimate Girls Trip this morning, which I feel like is just a total afterthought for me right now because there's so much else mm-hmm. going on. Like, we are, we are living in a time where we have almost too much to pay attention to. And it it's, I love it, but also I, I'm, I'm scared for what it's going to feel like when they take it away. Oh, it's going to be an empty pit of despair. Like, I don't know what we are going to be watching when this all ends. Like, cause Dubai, I mean, I don't even know when that's coming back. If like, I'm confused. Dubai and New Jersey are really, I mean, obviously Vanderpump Rules is coming back. Summer House, right. they have a full season that's been filmed and I assume will come out in like February. Then Jersey and Dubai and that's that's kind of what we're looking at. I mean, there's below, like, yeah. there's below deck always. There's always something, always but forever. I just think like when you're hitting like a peak like this, it's going to be hard to like come down, you know? Do you know, I realized this last night. So the first season of Real Housewives of Dubai premiered on June 1st, 2022, which means it has officially now been 18 months since that season premiered, and we still don't have a date for season two. What's going on there? What's happening? It really is so strange. And for a show that I don't really give a shit about, I feel like I bring this up way too much. <laughs> but like, I'm like, wait, I didn't the, even really watch season one. The fact that, that that whole cast was at BravoCon and they did a screening of the premiere and they had a cast panel and two months later, there's still just like no update. It's it's just really strange. And it's like more than any, I'm not like, oh my God, Queens, give us your season now. But it just is weird. Like that's not a normal timeline mm-hmm. for a Bravo show. Because like no. New Jersey... Like, New Jersey, they've been done filming for a while. They were at BravoCon, but they always come back around this time of year. It's still been less than a year since their last season premiered. So it's not like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like 
a delay. Whereas Dubai, it's literally like, um, are yeah, we? What's going on? What's going on I think, there? I think like Euphoria is going to come back before Dubai at this no, point. No, literally, <laughs> literally. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about Salt Lake before we get into our our other shows to talk about. Sam, can you just give me like a little bit of an inkling of your experience watching this season finale? Oh my god! So for about two weeks leading up, I've been seeing on Twitter like. Oh my God, you'll never believe what happens. It's shocking. It's the most crazy finale I've ever seen. And I'm like, okay, sure, 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 sure. No, it it was jaw dropping. I felt lightheaded at one point. I felt like I was going to throw up just because I was so stressed. And like, it just kept coming. Like the hits just kept coming. And now, like, then I went back and rewatched it, you know, with like, hindsight 2020 type vibes and wow 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 uh monica 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 is she's giving it's giving clown and that's an unpopular take because i've seen things online of people really championing championing you get it this woman (laughs) it has been really interesting to watch the the way that people have processed the Monica information over the last, I guess, like 36 hours now, because I think there was obviously like a shock element and an entertainment factor to what happened on the actual episode. Of course, it's, it's an iconic thing to have happened on the show. And I think you can't discount the fact that Monica, whatever she was doing behind the scenes to orchestrate her, you know, rise and arrival onto the show, we wouldn't have gotten that iconic finale if it wasn't for her doing the things she did. But there's a big difference between saying like, thank you for your service, Monica. Now maybe it's time to go. And saying like, Queen Monica, I stand forever. These other girls could never compare. Because the thing is like, at the end of the day, Housewives is not a one and done kind of show. We want these franchises to have season long storylines that develop over the years. And we like following people's lives. And we, you know, we like watching people send their kids off to college and get married and get divorced and find new relationships and all of that stuff. And you can't, it's not sustainable long term to have people like this and sort of scheming like this in the housewives picture. And so I, mm-hmm. while I am like, f- can full wholeheartedly acknowledge that I loved every minute of that finale. It's like, yes. Yeah. Like that's kind of at this point, like the buck needs to stop with, with Monica and like, yeah. How, how could you keep her on the show? I co-sign everything you're saying because I completely acknowledge what she contributed to the show. Even before the finale, I really, I mean, I did say that she kind of sucked the air out of every room she walked into, but she also was like really interesting to watch. So I I agree completely. I just think like if they if Bravo keeps her on, I think that sets like a really strange precedent for troll accounts like that just like opens up a door that I don't think I'm I don't want ever to be opened Mm -hmm. because the way that she when confronted, went immediately into like troll mode 
the way that she was like talking to the women, the things that she was saying. I was like, oh, I've like dealt with these people on Twitter before, like people who talk like this. So it, it was just like, I don't need to see that. I'm glad I I'm glad I saw it once on the, you know, in the finale. I, I don't need to see it again. And then to open my my fresh yeah. eyes, 5 a.m. this morning, couldn't sleep. Open my eyes. The first thing I do, of course, is check Twitter because I'm mentally ill. And I come across this video that was leaked. Tanisha had leaked this video of Monica and her mom having a fight. Mm-hmm. So in this in this video, it's it's eerily similar to these like secret videos that we would get of Jen Shaw like screaming at mm-hmm. her at her staff. <laughs> yeah. And so this video it's so it seems like it's after Angie K's Easter Greek Easter brunch from earlier this season, when of course Monica and her mom got in a whole fight. They ended up leaving separately. Uh, then there was the whole thing about Monica falling down the stairs and whatever. But so after this event in the video, they are they are fighting with each other, but they're mm-hmm. fighting about the way that they handled this event in the sense that their performance at the event didn't go the way that they intended it to. Mm-hmm. And Monica's mom literally says to Monica, you are an actress. This is a reality show. Basically, I don't care if you like these other women. You need to like get in there and do what you need to do. It is, it's one of those things where I think as people who watch a lot of reality TV and talk about reality TV and like think about it, frankly, way too much, you do have, you get, you get into a kind of groove where you suspend your disbelief just enough that you kind of, you like, let things just happen the way they happen. And you don't think for the most part too hard about like exactly where the line is between what is like real, real and what is reality TV real. But this is one of those things where it is so rare to see someone pull back the curtain in such a, in such a, just a a bold way to say you are an actress on this show. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing where, when you think about, when you talk about kind of like opening up this dangerous door for these shows to go down, obviously I think the, the fact that she was involved in running this troll account where she was posting, you know, potentially slanderous things about her cast members, that's a bad thing in and of itself. But then also from a, from a standpoint of Bravo being able to say, our shows are real, our our people are real, these are their real lives, we're just here watching it unfold, mm-hmm. it really would hurt their credibility if they kept Monica on this show because now we have the, the proof, evidence, screenshots, timeline <laughs> of that really just fully not being the case this season. Yeah. It was tough to hear her mom say, you know, this is your job to get as much screen time as possible. Like, that's a tough thing to hear. Um, And then her response, you know, Monica posted a response about karma and how she was like, I sent this video to my friend and you posted today. (laughs) Here, I'll I'll read what she said. There has now been a 
quote unquote leaked private video filmed in my home between my mother and I. I sent the video to my best friend in confidence. We talked several times a day, spent every Sunday family dinner together, holidays. Our children were best friends. I never once thought she would do this to me, but here we are. She has been outing my secrets. She continues to release screenshots, recordings, videos, a folder she has dedicated to me full of things she plans to release. She's already doing interviews and has been contacting people in my life for months to try to destroy me. This is a full-blown takedown by one of my once closest friends that my girls and I considered family. Brace for impact because she has a three-year friendship of information that she has just been waiting to put out there on me. I full, full-heartedly believe in karma. You are all just watching me live mine and I'll deal with it. I'll face it. I deserve it. If you don't see what's happening here, I don't know what else to say, but screenshots released by my best friend, videos, everything happening to me exactly like what was done on Reality Von Tees. I do want to apologize to my mother. I shared this video with my best friend. It was not meant to get out. I did not leak this. Like, what did she think was going to happen? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, it's it's crazy. Like, you, are, you tweeted today. You're like, the irony of her being upset that something about her is, like, being leaked is, like, well, isn't that what you've been doing this whole time for three years? It's crazy. It is. Right. And it's like the, um, there's like a famous like uh, satire article that's like, um, like face eating leopard, like some, somebody surprised that like a face eating leopard ate their face or something. It's like, she's doing Mm -hmm. the, like she was doing this with Tanisha for three years. And then all of a sudden she tried to throw Tanisha under the bus and Tanisha's like uno reverse bitch. Like I got you too. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, it just seems like Tanisha and Monica now can go down their little rabbit hole of like trying to make each other look bad. But at this Mm -hmm. point, the other women on the show, I don't really see why they would want to even get involved. It's like they've done their live tweeting. They've, they've, you know, done their confessionals. Like at this point they can sort of just wash their hands. And I think because this season of Salt Lake City was so good, I don't think the rest of them really need to worry about their positions at all. I don't think so either. Like, I even think Angie K is going to stay. Oh, personally. my God. Angie, Angie <laughs> K, in in sort of a similar way to Jessel on this, this past season oh, of New yeah. York, I think Angie K was one of those housewives where you really had to sort of hang in there and sort of get onto her wavelength. But by the end of the season, I feel like people mm-hmm. like her just as much as anyone else on the show. I mean, maybe in maybe in a little bit more of like a... LOL, she's ridiculous kind of way. way, But but that's something that Housewives thrives on. And I think think with Monica, she's really the only person on the cast where it's sort of unlikely for her to get brought back. The one thing I think might be in her future is like a traitors type of thing or a house of villains type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I do think that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City might not be... um, Her uh, avenue. uh, a long-term venture for her but i do think she has kind of popped in a way that could open up a lot of doors and also she can just like be an influencer now she has like 300 something thousand followers on instagram she can just like do ads and stuff and (laughs) not have her mom take her range rover away again oh my god that woman standing there in that scarf (laughs) the driveway like i'll never forget yeah, I uh, this season has just been incredible, and I can't wait for the reunion. It's going to be so good. I I could do without yeah. the burn book personally, but well, I guess we'll see what's in it. 
yeah, the the burn book and the the photo shoot with the newspapers. You can <laughs> tell that Monica is kind of like it's like the season was like really well orchestrated chaos and now it feels like she's kind of like doing a little too much. But we'll see. We'll see kind of where it nets yeah. out. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Speaking of somebody who comes on the show with an agenda doing too much, I want to talk about Miami and specifically this week, the return of... Anna Kinkosis, because I thought that was such a flop, if, I, if oh I'm being God. honest. Dylan, her talking to Lisa was like watching a robot, like trying to like infiltrate like human, the human life. Like it was truly so uncomfortable. She was like, you are a good mom. You, you are so beautiful. I'm like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? She's like, 
I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. Of course. Fuck Lenny. And she's like, wait, what? Like, we haven't. Yeah, she was like, like, what are you talking? Lisa was like, she looked so uncomfortable. She looked like she had those lines like ready to go. Like when she came in. And I'm also side eyeing Dr. Nicole a little bit because I'm like, you obviously know, Anna, like the flashbacks of her saying at the reunion. Oh, yeah. She's reached out to me. She's contacted me. And then being like, I don't understand the the like beef between all of you. It's like, I think you do. You're just being messy. Right. What do you I think? I feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle because I think mm-hmm. that Alexia and Marisol's reaction was so strong in it was crazy. the complete opposite direction that like i don't think that dr nicole engineered this whole mamacita mother's day brunch and invited anna as like a way to take down marisol and alexia i don't think that nicole is like that person but i do believe that she knew that there was some at least some touchy touchy subjects there and that when Adriana said she wanted to bring Anna to the brunch. Nicole was like, yeah, sure. My event's probably going to be get a little more screen time if there's some messiness happening. And, you know, everybody wants everybody wants the events that they're hosting to be notable on the show. And the fact that we got a to be continued and people storming out and coming back and yelling in the parking lot and storming out again. A a poet in the back. The the Biscayne poet, yeah, who wasn't really even writing poetry. It was just like no, he was just simply narrating, la- <laughs> just narrating. But I do think that Nicole kind of like, I think she was just involved enough to sort of ensure that there would be drama at her event. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that she knew exactly kind of all of the details of. Yeah, I mean, okay, the thing. These clips of the podcast that Anna and Beba went on that we keep seeing. She's like, no, I never said that I wanted Marisol dead. My daughter said that Marisol was the rotting corpse. And it's like, yeah, but you just sat there and like laughed when she said it. Right. Like, that doesn't make you look like, you know, St. Anna. No, <laughs> like, no, no. Also, and then saying like, like, you don't think their yeah. marriage is real. Like that kind of thing. It's just like, girl. Come on. I'm I'm curious where you fall with Adriana because I think oh. I think that she especially for being a friend of for these last 3 seasons, she undeniably is putting in more than her fair share of the work and she is really hustling to make these moments happen, but I mm-hmm. do think that this episode felt like she had jumped the shark a little bit and I wish that mm-hmm. she could just strip it back and actually have real kind of person to person dynamics with these women versus kind of pulling a stunt sometimes yeah no I agree I mean I want to like her so much because I find her very interesting I find her funny I find her dynamic but like you said I want her to like dial it down a bit and like show us more of like her real personality because I think that person is like very interesting like she's very cultural you know like she's very worldly she knows a lot about art she lived on a boat at one point like I want to hear more about that Uh, this constant like throwing the Kardashians at Larsa is like so weird like we we Mm -hmm. get it 
you know, like you, it's the same jab over and over again. And then to pull this stunt with Anna, it just like, I just kind of wish she would just be. And it makes me wonder why they haven't given her a mojito. I think, yeah, it's tough because I also understand as a friend of, she might feel like she kind of needs to do more to secure her position on the show. Because like you say, I think her life has been super interesting and there I would love Mm -hmm. to kind of get more of just a look at her, but maybe she feels like because she's not a full-time housewife, she doesn't have the luxury of getting these guaranteed solo scenes where she can just, you know, tour her new house that she's building or go work on her perfume collection and that she has to kind of, you know, manufacture chaos at these group events. But I think the scene with her and Julia kind of talking after the brunch was really telling because I feel like Julia has, Julia has been on the show three seasons now. She has always had this close friendship with Adriana and it feels like this season more than before Julia is really, she's wanting to explore deeper friendships with the other women in the group that she maybe hasn't felt like she was able to. And particularly Mm -hmm. with Alexia, I don't think she wants to like kiss Alexia's ass all season and be like, you know, shifting allegiance from Adriana to Alexia. I think that she likes Alexia and has spent a lot of time around her and wants to feel like she's being, you know, genuine with Alexia as they explore this friendship and so I think the fact that Adriana kind of can't interpret that any other way besides her choosing Alexia over her it's too bad because I think with a with a housewives group like this it's not a bad thing when most people are just kind of getting along with each other obviously you want conflict obviously you want stakes and you know emotional tension and stuff but Julia being friends with both Adriana and Alexia ultimately I think is a good thing for the show. I agree. And I think Julia's probably, I mean, like you said, she's been on for three years. She's probably kind of tired of being on this like island of like, I'm only friends with Adriana. Like she definitely wants to start like branching out. Now, do I think bringing up Lisa's mothering um, skills and doubling down on that is the way to go about it? Not exactly. But, like, I I like seeing her without Adriana, you know? Yeah, I think that's, it's, it's been an interesting thing with this cast of Miami over the last few years, with them having nine people that are around pretty much more or less full time, even if they're not all Mm -hmm. uh, technically housewives, that, like, things can start to feel really siloed between people. And I think Alexia and Marisol is another dynamic where over the last couple seasons, there are times where I'm like, I don't really want to see Alexia and Marisol like talk in circles about how much they hate Adriana anymore. Like that's, it's not that fun. Like you kind of, it's kind of interesting. And so, you know, seeing Alexia kind of push back on some of Marisol's things this season, I think has been a really, a really good thing for the show and seeing Julia branch out a little bit more and even seeing like Kiki have some issues with her friendships with Lisa and Larsa. Like I think all of those kind of, you know, cracks in whatever dynamics we've had make the Mm -hmm. show more interesting. And so I, I like seeing women on the show, like sort of lean into those directions versus always just like 
sticking with the one or two friends they already have. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree. I was like, I had gotten behind over the holidays and so I was just catching up. And that episode, I think it was from last week when Jody expresses to Lisa that he feels a little emotionally neglected. And then Lisa's at dinner with Larsa and has set a reminder on her phone to check in with Jody. So then she calls Jody in the middle, sitting at the table with Larsa and is like, Hey baby, are you good? I got a reminder to check on you. Is there anything you need to talk about? Okay. Uh, look, I love Lisa. L- like Lisa, I think is a, is a very like, she's she, an I, interesting I like person to watch. Part. Yeah. But it's like the, the emotional intelligence is it's a puddle it's a puddle it's so low yeah it's crazy i mean her conversation with gertie about the car gertie's like do you not understand like we want you to be okay on your own like watching you go from lenny to jody and kind of being this like woman who can't stand on her own two feet and like won't just get a toyota corolla because it's below you instead you're like you know what I mean like it's just Lisa Lisa is Lisa and I don't think there's um a ton of like I said depth there she's I'm worried about this divorce like I don't think she's gonna get a penny frankly like I'm concerned yeah the, the car thing was tough because it's like the point of that conversation was not that these women hate seeing you have nice things and would rather have you driving around in a beater car it's that yeah it's that it would be better to have your own things that are a little less nice than to be relying on other people and so seeing her like borrow her what housekeepers honda fit as a joke to come to the brunch it's like that is sort of the opposite that's like you're proving their point like they're that's what they're trying to tell you like it's just it's it was it was tough watching her roll up in the Honda Fit, you know, because Gertie not, was like, and not because of, not because there's anything wrong with the Honda Fit, because no, not because she no, looked bad in not, that car. I drive a Ford Escape, <laughs> like I, I'm, you know, like I don't I, have a listen. car. Uh, yeah, like, so it, like, but the point is, is like she's not doing things on her own, and she could, like, she needs to follow the Larsa Pippen school of divorce. Mm-hmm. Because Larsa made out beautifully. Sutton made out beautifully. I'm like, Lisa, we need to think. We need to think. I think it might be it might be hard, though, having Larsa as such a close friend. Because I think that the way that Larsa's... Well, I mean, for, <laughs> more, for more reasons than one. Dylan. But the way that Larsa's divorce situation played out unfortunately I don't think is a realistic template for what Lisa can expect. And so I think you might be saying, Oh, well like my friend Larsa got divorced and she got this amount of lump sum and she got this amount of uh, alimony or whatever. And so then she was, she was in this house that she was renting for a while, but then she moved to the sick penthouse and maybe that's like what I could envision for myself. Like you, it can be really dangerous to compare yourself to even somebody who's a close friend if you're not in the same financial circumstance then you can't say like well that's her apartment so that should be my apartment and i mean we're seeing that maybe allegedly happen with alexia right now that she's you know used to a certain level of whatever and now she's looking at apartments and okay 
I'm sorry. I am not a real estate um, maven, Tycoon. you could say. Yeah. Okay. But I, there is something that feels so strange. If you are in the position to be spending like $50,000 a month on an apartment for then for for her to be like well you know we rent because todd likes to buy commercial property not residential it's like you're not talking about buying a high-rise building you're talking about buying an apartment (laughs) or a house like it that to me like that explanation even if that's what he says or what he tells her it just it's one of those things where it's like I don't know that it's not true, but I also know that it doesn't really feel like it is the whole truth. Well, no. And my ears kind of perk up. Like, it reminds me of Jim and Alexis Bellino because Mm -hmm. I will never forget. Also, I just watched it, so it's very fresh in my mind. (laughs) Um, She was like, we, Alexis was like, me and Jim rent our homes because like, you know, the real estate market, blah, 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 blah. And Heather was like, why don't if you can afford that a month, like why are you not buying a home? And then it comes out that Mr. Trampoline Park was having financial issues. And so it's like <laughs> I kind Trampoline of I, so I kind of yeah. see that for Alexia. It's kind of giving Michael and Ashley Darby. Like I don't think Ashley Darby's getting anything because I think Lenny and Michael have accounts like offshore. I think they're like prenups are not exactly what the women probably signed on to or they thought they were signing on to. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I don't think, yeah. Sometimes I think the, like, I don't love when like renting is used as like a pejorative Uh, on housewives. I think that is sometimes a little silly, but with this Alexia situation in particular, it's a little bit like, I don't think your explanation of renting makes a lot of sense. Agreed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Shall we talk about Beverly Hills? Well, we have to talk about Gertie. Yes. Our hearts go out. I was our hearts I was crying. I was crying a lot. I watched this at like eight AM today and I was like in bed in the dark, like wiping away my tears as she's on her phone with her dad praying for her. No, I had slow rolling tears and I just thought to myself, like, this is like real. Like this is reality. This is why I watch these shows. Not for like Monica to be scheming with her mom and falling down the stairs. Like I just was so emotional when she went home and her boys wrote her little cards. It was so sweet. I love her. Yeah, that was that was so lovely. And I think Gertie like kind of the way she sort of is rising above whatever like nonsense is happening this season on Real Housewives of Miami like she is I think this is gonna be an amazing season for her kind of Mm -hmm. like her position in like viewers minds as like a key part of this show because I think I mean I'm not saying it wouldn't be emotional to watch anyone go through this on Housewives but I do think that it wouldn't quite hit the same for everyone and i think the the fact that we're devoting a lot of time this season to this deeply personal storyline and that it is landing so strongly i think that speaks to her position on the show and that she really Mm -hmm. is like a key player and that you know they've had the same cast for three years now but going forward the next season or two if they're making changes i think at this point gertie doesn't feel like you know the newer girl that they could just kind of right. like get rid of and Toss nobody aside. would miss her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
I think actually this season has been really strong for all three of the, you know, Nicole, Julia, and Gertie, who were like the new girls for a couple seasons. It really feels like they are some of the most important cast members at this point. I agree. Our thoughts and hearts go out to Gertie. I know. God, and Russell. Such a sweetie. Oh, be with me. I was like, I, I want, put her I socks want, on? I had full someday my, like. Someday my Russell will come. <laughs> someday my Russell will come. Oh. Gypsy Rose has okay. a Russell. No, we got to move on. We got to move on. I'm like, I'm going to get in my feelings here. And that's not, that's not what we need. <laughs> that's now over. Okay, let's turn the ship around. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of someone who's trying to find her Russell. Yeah. Sunstrack. Sunstrack. The focus on Sutton's dating journey this season it's getting weird right it's getting dylan it's getting so fucking weird like it's a main focus in every single episode every single one i see that woman alessandra come busting through the door i don't understand and sutton still barely remembers her name she's like what's that lady's name like, what is that lady's name i'm like girl you've seen her weaves i know her I know. Oh, her. surprise. We're both wearing pink again. We're tw- twins. <sighs> twins. I it, was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I just think it's honestly going from talking about Gertie to talking about Sutton. I think it's a good, obviously, you know, battling breast cancer and, you know, trying to find a man are not comparable in terms of emotional stakes. But I think just right. in the sense of being able to carry a personal storyline where, None of the other women are really involved in this. It's not like a group discussion for the most part. I almost wish it was more of a group discussion because it feels like we're seeing so much time of just Sutton alone, Sutton talking to Alessandra and Sutton on these dates. And frankly, none, none of those things I just listed have been that interesting. And it's so it's. It's not like I don't want to hear about Sutton's dating life, but I would rather hear her maybe telling 
Garcelle and Erica about it and then they can kind of laugh and then move on like it's Mm -hmm. it really does feel like feels like a mini episode of like millionaire matchmaker in this in Beverly Hills and it's not something I ever wanted or needed and like you said I I wish she was just kind of recapping with the girls I mean to have Dorit come over and like look at men with her I'm like this duo doesn't even make any sense like I don't I don't get it there are like three people in the cast that I would see Sutton inviting over for that activity before Doreen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, and I just, to watch this woman try to go on these dates, like it's tough, you know? I don't I, know. I wonder like, does this feel like an indication that for this season of Beverly Hills, they really were kind of at a loss for material is that or are they did they think that Sutton doing this was more interesting than something else they could have included or was there just nothing else to include I kind of think they were scrambling and they I think maybe the first date they were like okay we'll show this one but to do like multiple meetings with this matchmaker and talk about you know oh yeah her like her list of like her qualifications deal breakers or something yeah I'm just kind of bored by it but I'm enjoying the season overall because I think that there's a lot going on like under the surface that's very easy to like pick up on like especially with the Kyle Mauricio Morgan love triangle like all of that um yeah I don't know I mean I just don't need to see going on dates yeah it's it's an interesting thing because I feel like this season of Beverly Hills it's not it's not like there's nothing going on because even in this week's episode alone we have the sort of continuation of Erica and Denise's whole thing at Taco Tuesday which you know was entertaining. I feel like we kind of saw the clip of that like 2 weeks ago and then so it okay, already felt like Dylan, we had I felt <laughs> insane. I pressed play on this episode and yes, I, was like, I had the same. Have I already mm-hmm. seen this? Like, am I on an, an old app? And then I realized, oh no. They did that thing where they put out a clip of the first like seven minutes of the episode. And that was pretty much the whole thing with Denise and Erica. And so I'm yeah. like, I already saw them do the like, I'm right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. And then yeah. it kind of ended. And then, but that, I mean, that was interesting in and of itself. And then this episode, we also had sort of a, a long time coming conversation with Kim and Kyle. We had a really thorny conversation with Dorit and Garcelle. There was there was lots of stuff to look at. It just kind of, I don't know, the, the Sutton, the like amount of Sutton stuff really just sort of threw me off. But I don't <laughs> I don't I don't want to be like too down on this season. Yeah, I I really, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, The Kyle and Kim conversation, I don't know if I'll ever get sick of, to be honest with you. I find the ghost of Big Kathy to be like the seventh Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. And truthfully, I think the video of Monica and her mom was like literally could have been a clip of Big Kathy and Kim when they were when she was growing up. Like, I'm sure she was like, Mm. get your ass on the stage. And she's like ripping cigs, like being crazy. And I think that there's a lot of darkness there. And I read House of Hilton and I just find it to be fascinating the way that like she still has such a hold on her daughters and or Kyle is kind of like 
you know, she's probably working through a lot of that. And it's like, I don't like, of course, like we love mom, but like, we also need to acknowledge like mom had a temper and mom yelled all the time. Like we need to like be real about that. And I think that that I'll never get sick of that. And that her dynamic with little Kathy, if you will, clearly is sort of, there's some trauma there with the stuff with Mm -hmm. her mom that she feels like her issues with Kathy sort of bring up in her. And so that's, she has this fear of kind of going back to that relationship and trying to repair it because she's scared that it's going to get back to that place. It is so interesting to think about when she's talking about like how their house was growing up and how it was, you know, so much yelling and everything. So she's like, my house, there's no yelling. It's super Zen all the time. But then comparing that with the fact that she's spent 14 years on Real Housewives, a show (laughs) that famously sometimes has yelling. (laughs) It is like getting really like thinking about the psyche of Kyle Richards being on this show for such a long time. It's kind of fascinating. And I feel like there's kind of like, it feels almost a little hypocritical, but at the same time, I don't know if she knows how to live her life any other way at this point. Like she's been in this machine for so long, but it, it, it does. It feels like for such a long time with the, the Richards sisters, we weren't kind of getting, a hundred percent honesty in the way that they were talking about their relationships. And I do feel like this conversation between Kyle and Kim felt like sort of the, the most they've gotten to the root of it in a long Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. It always kind of felt that they were circling the drain and they weren't really like, they were kind of talking around it over and over again. And so it was nice to see them, you know, be more open and honest. And then I remember maybe it was last season or the season before Kathy and Kyle had the conversation about American woman. And Mm -hmm. that felt really good because it was like an actual conversation about why they had a falling out. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it play out, I guess a little bit more. I also think this is maybe the first season that Kim has ever been on the show where it hasn't felt like her presence is like, a a thing that we need to be nervous about Mm -hmm. it feels like she is in a good place like she's just coming to some of these events because she has been invited and wants to and Mm -hmm. is just showing up and kind of just like it's like she's just going to a dinner like i i think Mm -hmm. in the past it always felt like oh, there's going to be this thing between Rinna and Kim, or oh, is Kim going to be a mess when she gets there? Or, oh, are, are Kim and Kyle going to fight? And this season, like, there just isn't any of that tension around her presence on the show. And it is, I I love seeing her in that light because I think that Kim is somebody who has this kind of, like, gentle, fragile spirit a little bit. And it feels like the show has been such a a bad thing for her in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and that this year it feels like she kind of doesn't have that baggage when she's around and it's it's nice to see her kind of moving past that it's super refreshing for sure (sighs) what do you think about the garcelle and dorit stuff i think I, i i was happy to see this week that it felt like dorit finally got to a place where she could kind of like you know like put aside her own stuff and just kind of like listen to Garcelle Mm -hmm. but at the same time like I don't I don't know where I see their friendship really 
in the in the greater picture of the cast. Yeah, I don't see their friendship ever happening. I just don't think these are two people that like will ever be friends. I think they'll coexist and it will be fine, but I don't think they'll ever like we'll never see them out at lunch together again probably. No. It was Yeah, I think I don't know. It's it's tough because I think housewives like they're sort of sometimes is this requirement that everybody like work on a friendship with everyone else but I think there also are times when it's best to kind of just acknowledge that it's like yeah like we're not close and that's fine but we coexist Mm -hmm. and whatever and that it's like we maybe don't need to see them have like another sit down no and I don't know about Dorit and if she'll be coming back next season I really am not sure because I think she's like doing a lot of like you know, oh, Erica, why are you and Denise in a fight? Like kind of stirring the pot a bit. And I think that that's great. But overall, I'm just kind of not understanding like where she is at. That's really interesting because I think like over the last few seasons, Dorit has kind of like she's been on the show for a long time now. She isn't. She feels like kind of like a a cast member whose position hasn't been in jeopardy in a few years, at least I would say, but that if you look at where they might go from here, it does kind of feel like maybe we've gotten what we need to get from her in a way. And that's, yeah, I don't know. I think like Erica has had a really good season and I think that, you know, Garcelle and Sutton do feel like a core part of the show now. And I honestly, I feel like I, like crystal more this season than i have in the past maybe and like it almost feels like dorit is kind of like fading to the background more often than not Yeah, like like even when she's trying to get things going like i i don't i i feel nothing and it's really bizarre and i don't know if it's her brown hair or what but i'm just not feeling it the most interesting conversation i think she's had this whole season is with pk about homeschooling her kids I was like riveted by that conversation because it was so telling. He was like, you want them homeschooled so that they're with you all the time. And that's a problem. Yeah, it's it, it is like. It's one of those things where almost like I feel like her her personal stuff and her marriage is maybe like the the most interesting thing, which I think is usually kind of the opposite. Whereas mm-hmm. like I don't necessarily feel that invested in what's happening between her and a lot of the other women in the cast no I don't even feel it with her and Kyle yeah I think her and Kyle's friendship feels like it's sort of run its course I mean we saw her sort of be a little bit butthurt about her not being as like honest with her as she was with Morgan about about certain things and like I always feel like Kyle was closer with Teddy and then Teddy left the show and Dorit was sort of like Kyle's best friend that was left Mm -hmm. and if that position has been filled by someone else then it's like yeah like you're not going to be like the actual best friend anymore if there's another person doing that role and I think there's things probably Dorit wants to be very blunt about and honest about when it comes to Morgan and Kyle but like feels like she can't so because I feel her kind of dancing around that too you know she's like oh you she you tattooed her your initial on her okay Right. right. It's like Dorit is close enough that she feels like she can be a little skeptical. But also, if she fully 
says what she's thinking, then Kyle's going to blow up. So there, she's yeah. kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, but in yeah. a way that is unfortunately not that exciting to watch on TV. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, Anne-Marie, exactly. Anna-Marie, who knows where the fuck she is. <laughs> that, oh my God, I can't, I can't. I'm just you know, truly like there's there's nothing to talk about because she wasn't on the episode, but I just don't understand mm-hmm. like is she is she a housewife? Like what are we doing here? I don't know, right? Like it's really bizarre. And every time I see her, she's just talking about Sutton's esophagus. I'm like, I don't know what's happening with you. Like what are we doing? It's not unprecedented to get a housewife that joins midway through the season, but then for her right. to also then just like fully not be in. This was episode 10. She didn't show up until episode seven, I believe, or yeah. six. And it's like, it seems like if you're going to have a full-time diamond, you really need to be putting in work for at least the half of the season that you're yeah, at least. part of the cast for. <laughs> I don't she know. wasn't at Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Was she? Strange. Strange stuff. I, yeah. No, she wasn't. Oh, <sighs> Wow. Well, Sam, this wow. has been so fun. We we really uh we really had a lot to get to, and I'm yeah. so glad that you were here to do it. Um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, tell everyone where they can follow you and see your stuff. You can follow me at The Bachelor on Instagram. You can follow me at Bravo Historian and take yours off on Twitter. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sam, and thank, thank you, you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We have more exciting stuff coming up next week, so make sure you're subscribed, following, whatever they call it, wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.